your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans. Happy Wednesday. Happy Blue Jackets game day. This is Lockdown Blue Jackets. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, and I super appreciate it. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about the upcoming game against Colorado, uh, which is a game I was not looking forward to until I found out there was some uh, interesting lineup notes for Colorado, so we'll we'll get into that, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about an article that Jeff Svoboda wrote about the art of developing young players, we're talking about Igor Chidakov, Cole Silger, and Alexander Texier, and how the team is trying to help them reach their potential, but uh, first off we'll, we'll dive into... Colorado because they uh, are not as dominant to begin the season as I thought they had been, frankly. Um, I have not been paying a ton of attention to the West. Uh, I've been paying a little bit more attention than I was kind of last season because obviously we have to play more teams this season, but uh, Colorado is 4-4 four and four on the season at the minute, uh, which is a worse record than the Jackets, but uh, I don't think that really says a lot. Um, the interesting thing about Colorado is they are a little bit broken at the minute. Um, they are going to go into this game without Mika Rantanen, without uh, Andrei Burakovsky, without Kale McCarr. Uh, I believe that um, Darcy Kemper is not playing in this game either. I don't think that's because he's broken. I think that they're just like, well, we might as well play our back up against the Blue Jackets, uh, so they will be uh, facing Jonas Johansson, uh, who has only started one game so far, which was a loss. He gave it three goals on 37 shots in a 4-1 loss against Florida, uh, which is, hey, that's a pretty good, that is a pretty good outing, I uh, I think. 37 shots, three goals, that's, I mean, clearly the team wasn't there for him, so... Uh, That'll be that'll be interesting. I think uh, the instinct is to go when you go with a, a backup goalie on the other team. I think your instinct is to be like, well, obviously we'll beat him because we're going to play our starting goalie. Um, but I think it's probably a little bit uh, a little bit not quite like that. So um, something else that's interesting is that Colorado is being outscored a lot. They are being outscored at an average of. 3.38 to 2.88 goals per game, uh, which basically means that they're scoring 2.8 goals and the other team is scoring 3.3 goals. Uh, obviously, you can't score 0.3 of a goal, but when you average it out, that's that's what it comes to. Uh, they're 28th in, in that regard in terms of being outscored. Uh, the Avs are also 28th on the power play, which is unusual. Uh, they are at just 12.9% shooting, uh, scoring on the power play. So there's a lot of, a lot of things that haven't yet clicked 
for the Avalanche, uh, which I think is promising for the Blue Jackets if they can kind of take advantage of this slow start that they're having. We play them tonight and then we play them again on Saturday night and then that's it. We're done for the season with them. So if we can kind of get these two games out of the way before they really kind of click and find their, um, find their mojo, so to speak, then we could really benefit from stealing three or four points from a what is going to be a very, very good team. Uh, obviously, you know, they still have... Nathan Kinnan, they still have uh, Nazem Kadri, they still have Gabe Landeskog, they still have JT Comfer, they still have Bowen Byram, you know, they still have a lot of strong players, but I think the, the injuries and the lack of defense, I think, is somewhere that is something that the Blue Jackets could really kind of, like I say, sneak in and, uh, and excel. I will say that last season... The Avalanche were uh, three and three about this time last season, uh, and then they went thirteen, eight, and two, and then they kind of just caught fire. Uh, they went twenty six, five, and two in the last thirty three games to finish thirty nine, thirteen, and four. So, like I said, if if the Avalanche turn up and decide that this is the, the gate where they're going to turn it around. Uh, I think we still probably have a little bit of time for them to figure it out. Uh, but if they turn around and decide, actually, we're going to be good this season now, I think that could be a problem for the Blue Jackets. Uh, they ran into a very uh, hot Vegas team uh, and just got absolutely shut down by Mark Stone, particularly last season and so I think there's a bit of a reputation there for them being you know playoff chokers etc etc but in the regular season like you can't you can't deny that they are one of the best teams in the league and I think it's interesting that we're playing them this early because they seem to be kind of a slow start team uh, which is fine lots of teams are and I think we could really take advantage of that uh, in a minute, we will talk about uh, what the Blue Jackets are going to look like. We've got a couple of uh, lineup notes and changes and whatnot. But first, I've got to tell you about Shopify. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. Subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses, so uh, upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. They have the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses, from first scale, from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rate, profit margins, and beyond. And here's the best bit. If you go to shopify.com slash locked on NHL, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, you can get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NHL right now. Remember, that is all lowercase, shopify.com 
slash LockedOnNHL. I've also got to tell you about Built Bar, because Built Bar is is back, it's been back, it's still delicious, it's still excellent, and uh, the holiday is coming up, and that means it is the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert, you can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Uh, one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's, you know, a really small piece of pie. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar, or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of raspberry pie. There are a ton of good flavors at Built Bar that you can replace any pie with. They are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough for you, go for a Built Bar or two. And there is nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, I really appreciate it. Like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, last month was our biggest month ever, and that's thanks to you guys. So let's keep it rolling. I'll keep the content rolling, and you keep the listens rolling. So uh, let's let's talk about some some lineup changes. There isn't a ton of of lineup uh, adjustments as far as i'm aware uh the biggest one is probably that max domi has tested positive for covid19 uh so he is i believe stuck in new york for the next 10 days uh or until he gets two negative uh tests which kind of sucks um again he i thought was having a really strong start to the season coming off of shoulder surgery breaks a rib in the second game comes back for what, one, maybe two games, test positive COVID, and now he's stuck in New York while the team is flying out to Denver and then home to Columbus. Uh, so, luckily, the Blue Jackets schedule is super weird over the next uh, couple of weeks. So, if he tested uh, positive on Sunday, uh, then he's only missing four games because we only played two games this week. Colorado tonight, Colorado on uh, Saturday, and then we have five get five days off before a back-to-back against Washington and New York at home. And after that, he should be good to be back. So he's only going to be missing those four games because of the weird gaps in the in the NHL schedule that I'd forgotten about because, you know, last season was a short schedule, but it was also super condensed. So I felt like every other day we had a game. Uh, which was great for me watching, but probably not so great for players playing. Um, but this feels like it's gone a little bit too far in the other direction, where, you know, we had four four days without a game, and then three days without a game, and now we're going to have five days uh, without a game before playing back-to-back. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, it's missing Max Domi on the lineup. May not be, like, a huge deal, but I think it's tough for a guy that never really kind of got it going last season and for someone who you know had this massive injury uh, over the summer then came in and had a really strong training camp or you know the, the training camp that he participated in had a really strong preseason game a uh, really strong start to the season and then just injury covid has kind of derailed that and it's it's it must be frustrating for him it's frustrating to see because like i said he was a player that we didn't really uh put in the right situations last season 
and it felt like this season he had been put in the situation to succeed and for whatever reason it just hasn't worked out uh which is which is tough uh hopefully you know he's not too symptomatic uh, i know there is a big worry because he's a type 1 diabetic uh, he is double vaccinated. He uh, is apparently doing okay. Um, hopefully, it's not too serious, and he will be back uh, soon enough. Uh, and that will bring in uh, probably Igor Chinakov will uh, will play in that spot. He was playing there while Doby was out with uh, his broken rib, which is frustrating because I thought Chinakov had really kind of shown in the games that he played then Derby comes back and he is the the odd man out which is uh a little bit annoying but I I get it you know I like who else do you take out of that lineup like maybe Hoffman and then Hoffman scored his first goal uh he seems to be playing pretty well uh with uh Bjorkstrand and uh Roslovic. so I think that that's probably where Chinakov is gonna go um in terms of defensemen, we are still kind of banged up in that regard. Uh, I believe Dean Kukan is still injured, Adam Oquist is still out, so it'll be uh, Wierenski and Bean. And then uh, our other defence pairings in New Jersey were uh, Gavrikov and Bayreuther, and then Carlson and Peak, I believe, or Harrington and Peak, maybe. Um, either way, very green uh, defence core, even you know, for us, uh, so that, that'll be interesting to see how they play against, you know, Nathan McKinnon, essentially, um, because that's, that's the terrifying thing about playing Colorado, isn't it, it's you, and this is something I didn't know and don't really notice until I, like, went to a, an avalanche game and saw this in person, like, Nathan McKinnon is just an unstoppable force of nature, he just kind of bulls around, barrels around, uh, you kind of, if you see him get the puck on the wing and he just flies up it, like, he's faster than any guy that big has any right to be. And that's terrifying to watch as a person who was, you know, up in the nosebleed. So I kind of imagine what that's like as a very young defenseman watching him kind of barrel towards you. So that'll be interesting to see. I assume Wierenski is going to play, you know, half the game again. I think he played 33 minutes against New Jersey, which is not ideal. Uh, and is something that I hope does not continue for too long. Uh, I assume when Boquist returns, that'll get a little bit easier. That'll lay him off a little bit, and he'll get some of that uh, time back. But right now, Wierenski is playing a lot of minutes, and that's a little bit stressful to me. <laughs> uh, apart from that, I assume Elvis is going to start... Uh, at least one, if not both, of these games. Um, Corpusalo, I thought, was fantastic in the game against New Jersey, so maybe he's earned another start, but uh, for the most part, I think it's going to be Elvis's job to lose right now. You know, we've talked about it at length. Um, as good as Corpusalo was, I think they want to get Muslikins back in there um, after the game on. Uh, last week against the Rangers, where he was not bad, I don't think, but was not as good as he had been to this point in the season. I think they want to get him back in a game and get him back, you know, confident again. And also, you know, we should probably play our starting goalie against what is arguably the best team that we have played thus far. So, uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. 
but yeah, that's that's my guess is um, my guess is Muslikins tonight, maybe Corpusalo on uh, Sunday, but likely Muslikins again, and then we'll see them both next weekend against uh, Washington and New York. Uh, coming up in a minute, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about the development of the younger players with the article that I mentioned uh, earlier on. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start and the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, there's going to be even more odds, props, and contests as BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's right, 100%. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Make sure you use promo code NFL100 to uh, get that bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Once again, that is promo code NFL100. NFL100 for a 100% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So let's talk uh, rookies and other young players. Uh, this morning or uh, late last night, uh, Jackets Insider Jeff Swoboda uh, put out a really interesting article about the uh, the kind of the three youngest players on the roster, uh, not including Emil Bemstrom, who is uh, on the IR at the minute, uh, and Liam Foodie, who is in Cleveland. But it's uh, it's no secret, you know, Columbus is a really young team right now, and that can be a good thing, that can be a bad thing. So it's fun to kind of look at the numbers and see, oh, okay, well, for example, Sillinger only has two points so far this season in eight games. But he's also 18 years old. Uh, he's been winning at just around about 50% of his face-offs, just a little bit under. Uh, that's kind of, you know, like Jeff says, that's all you can really expect. Uh, he has one game left uh, before his entry-level contract kicks in. Uh, he's played eight games so far, so tonight will be his ninth. And then if he plays against Colorado on Sunday, that will be his 10th, his entry-level contract will kick in, and then they will have to pay him for the rest of the season. Uh, I don't see a problem with that. I think, you know, he hasn't been, uh, you know, a, a Lucas Raymond-type player uh, having this breakout, but he's been quietly quite good, I think. And uh, the the Jeff Spoda seems to agree, Brad Larson seems to agree, you know, otherwise he wouldn't be in the lineup every night. You know, uh, it's... Kind of the same thing with Igor Chinakov. Uh, he wouldn't be playing if Brad Larson didn't think that he was good. You know, we have other options. We called Kevin Stenland up to carry a 13th forward for uh, to replace Domi. Uh, so I imagine he'll maybe get a game in, maybe not. Uh, but, you know, it would be really easy for us to plug Kevin Stanland in instead of Igor Chinakov, and we're not. We're plugging Chinakov in. Uh, he hasn't been as good as Sillinger. He's only had uh, nine shots on goal in his first four games. Uh, he hasn't got a point yet, and he's only been playing about 11 minutes a game. But, uh, again, he doesn't really look out of place. I think he plays with a ton of 
energy uh, and he feels like a guy that like when it clicks it's gonna click you know he he is doing all of the right things uh, and again he's maybe not even 20 yet he's still you know just a kid uh but the most interesting one for me is alexander texier who i'm really high on uh, and it seems like Svoboda is as well. And I feel like a lot of CBJ fans are not. Um, and yeah, okay, I think Texier has come into the season and he's kind of gone from take, getting a chance on that top line between uh, Lionel and Varacek and has kind of settled on the fourth line with Robinson and Corrali. But as uh, Jeff kind of talks about, the kind of the quote-unquote energy line, you know, uh, is, is something that can help him get back to the basics, get back to, uh, he's kind of a, a smaller player, he's about 6'1", six, six uh, he is, plays with a lot of, a lot of snarl, as, as Jeff says, uh, he's still only 22 years old, uh, he's got two goals in eight games so far, he's been getting a lot of penalty kill time, uh, and since his move to the fourth line of his two goals, one of them has happened there. He's got six shot attempts and a plus one rating in three games. Uh, and there's a, a really good quote about uh, my home from Brad Larson, uh, where he talks about it doesn't matter who it is. You saw it in the Tampa Bay series in 2019. Uh, I wouldn't say he went after Nikita Kucherov, but it didn't matter who it was. Uh, he cross-checked him six times in front of the bench. He was just playing. That's who he is. We've talked about that. I think that's part of his DNA, the emotional engagement. Get plugged in there, and I think it helps his game. So, yeah, he could be a guy that we don't really rely on to score a bunch of goals and to be that kind of offensive guy. He could become a really good shutdown guy, a really good energy guy, uh, kind of a Boone Jenner-type player, if you if you want to put it like that. So... I'm not worried about Texier, sure, it would be nice for him to kind of take a step and become kind of a middle six centre that we so desperately need, but as of right now, uh, he's he's doing okay. Uh, I like that fourth line a lot, I don't know if the metrics are there, but the eye test is, uh, I've liked what I've seen from them so far, uh, it would be nice if they could get on the scoreboard a little bit more, but they're kind of doing doing their job, so uh, I'm, I'm not mad about that, uh, and that's, that's kind of the, that's all I've got for you today, uh, tomorrow we'll look at tonight's game, uh, break down what went wrong, inevitably, uh, we'll look at what was good, maybe Alexander Texier will score a goal tonight, that would be nice, uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see when it comes to it, I have been Jay Foster, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find me, uh, this, you can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.